because all that shit is based in like capitalism. Like, yeah. That shit is a business, and it's also based in like okay, cool. A lot of so like I went to before I decided I wanted to do music. I was about to become a priest, and so cool. For uh, I learned Both. a lot about yeah. The reason I didn't become a priest, they was like, yeah, uh, you gotta take a, a marriage to God. I was like, I already fuck with God. And I was like, nah, like. That, that mean, like, you can't even have a wife or nothing. And I was like, I'm 15. I'm like, man, I just got my first piece of pussy. Why the fuck did I give this shit up? Wow. And so, yeah, yeah, but yeah, then yeah. learning, yeah. it was learning that a lot of it was based upon, um, like, the, I think it's called naturalism. I think it's like that, like, the spirituality of the indigenous people. You have African spirituality, and it really was taken from, like, the Christianity that's presented in the Western uh, civilization was taken from those things, and they used those things instead of using the true form of them they rewrote it for the society that they want to create so a lot of times that's why with a lot of i would say the people in our generation that are waking up and like having those uh awakenings within their spirit they have this crossroad where they like i don't fuck with this like how religion is ran now it's a fucking business and everything that shit is not about the actual it's literally you know yeah. faith and everything else like that people. but it's hard to let it go because it's still based upon the things that are true. Like, I believe in God, but not any Christian God. Yeah. yeah. And from anything you could write about. Like, yeah. he's there. She's there. They're there. You, you know, can't even they're put every that shit form. in words. Like, yeah. I don't even put that shit in words. I'm smiling. <laughs> I'm talking about it. But, like, you know, that's why I, I still will listen to gospel. You know, I mean, it's musically. Like, the soul great. is there. The soul is there. And it, it strives people to do better. So I can never hate on Christianity too bad because who else is feeding the homeless? You know, like that church right there. I think it literally at the end of the street right there wanted to like have me come teach lessons to like kids, and I was so down and just like there. You there's a lot of great stuff, but on the other hand, I wish that there was less conditioning from yeah. certain uh, what do we call them like systems, yeah. like uh, institutions. Yeah, it's because very, Christianity like, is it's, very it's just a fucking institution, especially mm-hmm. like. In the black community, as pivotal as church is, like, my father was a preacher. Like, I grew up in church. I used to sing in the church choir. Like, and I, you know, they have a thing about preacher's kids. Like, they say preacher's kids are the rebellious ones. And I am. Like, I came out to my mom at 16. Like, I was, I was very, from a young age, I was very like, this is who I am. And this is who I'm going to be. And y'all aren't going to tell me shit about it. Like, I was very much, I'm going to throw it in your face. And you're going to have to eat that shit. Like, and going to church so consistently like my dad used to hold bible studies in the house up until i was like 18. Wow. yeah so i was very stuck around the word of god and it was interesting because my father he was a pastor and he would sit down like i went to this i used to go to bethany and this shit is scared to think about now like i was like 12 or 13 they had like a jesus camp like a revival camp and we're 13 years old they have us in there like um, confessing our sins and trying to make people like um, speak tongues and like forcing oh, yeah. it on people and I'm like looking back that shit is was scary as that shit fuck. is indoctrination it's literally <laughs> indoctrination I'm like we are in the fucking what seventh grade I was in the seventh grade at that time like I haven't even experienced life I haven't even stepped out into the world yet and y'all are trying to get me to wrap my mind up in this philosophy or something that is shaming every person in this building like like looking back on it all the things that they were saying and the things that were sins and 
things like that. It was just shame. They were just spewing shame on everyone. And people were crying, not because they found the light of God, but because you shame them to a point where they don't even feel like they can resonate within themselves anymore. And that shit was so sick to me. Like, I went to that revival camp three times, man. (laughs) Like, I went three times and it got to the last time where I went. I'm like, I'm never coming back because this shit is shameful. I didn't leave here feeling... Like, I was full of the light of God or feeling like I could do and take on anything. I left here feeling full of shame. And all y'all did was just tell me I was going to hell. Like, it's just, it's, it just, I don't know. Like, and just Christianity and black people, it can just trap black people into all the sins that they speak about. Greed is the biggest sin, like, in the the whole Christianity shit. Like, there's no reason why you got a fucking mega church that can hold a million fucking people. You're a multi-millionaire and you're supposed to be preaching about selflessness. And it's not taxed. It's not taxed. <laughs> why the fuck you pulling up to church in a Rolls Royce and half your fucking... You gotta get the fucking shuttle bus to go get them. Literally, I'm not saying half the people that go to your church don't even have cars, can't even pay their bills, but they're giving you 10% of everything they make because you tell them that's what they need to do. Like, cult, like. it's literally a cult. And then they have the nerve to talk about cults. But I'm like, y'all are doing the same shit. Y'all are just framing it differently. Like... And it's just so crazy to see. Like, even my mom, she's my mom's 61. She had me when she was a lot older. And my dad's around the same age, so. I, I see the ways that, like, Christianity has a friendship on her mind. Like, the things she'll want to do this or want to do that, but she's like, that's not God like. But I'm like, if you have the passion to do it, why don't you pursue it? Like, God is in the passion that you have already. You wouldn't even have that passion placed upon you if it wasn't for you in the first place. And it just. It just, it trips me out how God is so freeing. Like, God is within anything and everything. And it, God is so freeing, but they use God to infringe on people. Like, it just pisses me off so fucking they, much. They turn like, into a very abusive relationship. He's a fucking villain. Like, <laughs> they turn into that, and it's like, okay, if you actually read the parables and everything else like that, I tell people all the time, they always say, like, oh, Jesus is coming. If Jesus came back, y'all would kick him out. Because okay, if you I wouldn't fuck stories, with him. Like right, Jesus, twelve disciples, all of them were fucked up people. They were thugs, scammers, <laughs> homeless, like the 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 bottom of the barrel according to our society. His fucking best friend, and he kept with her all all the time. Mary Magdalene was a fucking prostitute, literally. And Jesus himself, the stories where they like, oh, well, Jesus did that wasn't until he was like thirty one. The stories of him when he was younger. Was he being a badass kid? Somebody made fun of his friend. He took their eyes out. He fucking saw somebody fucking up some shit out. He was like, like us. And it's like, okay, you're reading these stories, but like you're taking what you want out of them. Because if you look at it and everything else like that, Jesus was a, Jesus was a hippie. Think about it. Because this is one thing that he always say. Like people are like, oh, you turn the other cheek, right? Somebody slapping you, turn the other cheek. That was based upon because within the Roman society, that they only could slap one way. And also, if you were of the lower class. And you turn the other cheek and you turn around and they still hit you. That was un uh, it wasn't of the class of people for them to do that. So these stories and everything that he would say for people to do, even though yes they have the moral of the <laughs> They have the moral of the They have the moral of the things, like yes, there is that lesson in it. But within the context of it, Jesus was a very revolutionary person. He's literally called the New Testament. What his father had as the Old Testament, he came in and said, hey, this is like, this is the New Testament. 
this is the way to get to God. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't like he did this to rebellion. His father, he was sent to do that. So this person that y'all created this abusive relationship saying, God hates this. You need to be God-fearing and everything else like that. He sent his son to say, hey, that stuff that I told y'all before, this is the new, this is this is what's going on. He sent his son for that. And if you, that's just if you read it face value and everything else like that. And if you go in depth. So it's like when you have these churches and these organizations and nominations and they have this agenda. Like, you need to be ashamed of that. It's an agenda. It's literally an it's agenda. It's an agenda because the person that you're talking about, they themselves was a very open-minded, freeing person and forgiving. There's a reason why there's uh, repentance and everything else yeah. like that. He says himself, hey, look, unless you're going to be God-like, you're going to be a sinner, So, but it's okay. Yeah, he even said this. Like, uh, I forgot the name of the people that was like the higher ups of people that they would they were the ones that basically like deciding out like the pastors and everybody else in the clergy that would be like oh well you're not doing this that, that he hated them. There's a story about where he went he was chilling and then one of the disciples was just like hey they in the church like they in your, they're in your dad's house doing all this. He walks in, he sees all these people holier than thou, selling things of him, talking about, you need to do this, you need to do that. It's one of the three stories in the New Testament where he is upset. He walks in flipping shit. I'm talking about flipping tables, everything. I'm like, get this shit out of here. Like, this is not what my dad wanted. Yeah. Yeah. They don't want to tell you no story. Like, those stories aren't highlighted as much. They're highlighting the things that push their agenda and push, like, the way, the way that they want people to think and the way that's comfortable for them. And it's like, okay, you're doing these things, but... What you're doing is ungodlike. Totally. Um, it's crazy to hear how much you can be framed and conditioned through religion. Um, the person I'm with now, she was a Christian when she was around 20, I guess 18, 19. And I honestly grew up with no religion. So, I, it's just crazy how freeing I can be for people because they had that conditioning and yeah. I never did and I'm around people and I get surprised. I was Buddhist for a while actually and I was even considering becoming a monk when I was like 16, 17. Like I was really... It's always around that age. Yeah. About it. <laughs> and it, it wasn't forced upon me. It was through like my own just love for the practice and I still think about it. I want to go on a pilgrimage one day. I'm very into just like the idea of Zen, and I like how Buddhism can be a religion if you're into Tibet more of the Chinese stuff, mm -hmm. or and when you get more into Vietnamese and Japanese, it's more um, spiritual. Not even spiritual. It's just like real life spiritual. Mm -hmm. Like if we meditate, we're actually going to get these results that increase yeah. uh, gray matter in the brain, which I think is so cool. How we can have religious things that do like um, that work that makes sense to reality because I like reality. I don't actually watch much fantastical stuff. I read, I actually read a lot. I audio look a lot. I don't, and I read every day. I read someone named Robert Greene, who's my favorite author in the world because he breaks down human nature. And um, he has this book called The Daily Laws that I really like. And I'm also reading Rick Rubin, who is a super producer. You know Rick Rubin, yes. the GOAT. I bought his book. And he touches on how art is spirituality. But, and he's very, he ends every chapter of the audiobook with, um, you ever heard the ding, the little light, <laughs> the, the bell that the yeah. Buddhists and the, um, the Buddhists use. So, being knowledgeable about the real world, you can start to actually see it as beautiful and fantastical. And that's why 
Oh, I'm about to sound like Alan Watts. You know Alan Watts? No. He's a psychedelic philosopher. Okay. So in the 60s and 70s, you had all these psychedelic philosophers like this guy, Ram Dass, who was a, who was a, you know Ram Dass? He was a guy and he was a professor and they were teaching wrong about anxiety and depression. Mm -hmm. And he took psychedelics at the same time and said, you guys don't know what you guys are talking about. And he tried to get like this have new ways of teaching in the schools, but they wouldn't allow it because it wasn't academic enough. Yes. So he said, fuck all this, I'm going to go study with the guru. Yeah. So you have all his teachings, and he wrote a book called Be Here Now, and it's very special to like uh, a lot of people in our society, and we get trapped in our egos a lot. I do too. Wow. You know how you watch like concerts of people getting like drunk and then you slowly seem getting drunker yeah. this podcast is like me like letting go of my ego <laughs> start to I'm glad. That's the point. this is like. the most vulnerable i've been in my whole life right now in this time like this this like past month two months because i fell in love mm -hmm. so my heart is open, it's open and yeah. like it's crazy love is hey, free don't let nobody yeah. don't let nobody hinder you yeah. Love is yeah. free, man. Yeah. As a person that's receiving you being wrong, this is fucking amazing. Yeah, so. that's why I have this space for. Like, a big thing, I wanted the podcast to be a space where people can be open and honest and vulnerable. Because I have a few episodes by myself where I'm talking about my insecurities, my confusions of being in my 20s, like, things like that. I want it to be a space where people don't have to feel ashamed of, you know, just the things of human nature. Having insecurities, having a big ego, having you know, people call problematic tendencies, things like that. Like, this is a space of honesty and vulnerability where you can be a real fucking person and you don't have to try to present, like, this person that's well-rounded or this or that. Like, we're fucking people. We're people, and people are different. And like I said earlier, people have a lot of different... People are multifaceted, and there are a lot of layers to people. Totally. And you can't shy away from that. If you want to truly be able to accept truth, I feel like you can't shy away from any variations of it no matter how like hard upsetting depressing in friends like it may feel like sometimes you can get a truth and it can feel like your whole world is collapsing but it's the tr it's a truth and you have to swallow it and you have to work through it because once you get the truth you realize my world is not collapsing it's just a truth yeah like, um i tend to be vigilant for the truth like i won't sleep unless i get the truth i won't my brain won't stop until i get the truth it's like my brain's like a rubik's cube to get all the sides <laughs> right because there's the truth can be four things just mm -hmm. like how on a, um how many sides are on the rubik's cube like six yeah yeah so like there's six sides to the truth that's like my brain always shining yeah i get to the root of everything and like you know how when they're um, you clean, you're trying to look for some in your room, mm -hmm. um, such as this, you might tear it apart, you know, Flipping like, shit upside down, like, yeah, you, you know, like, where my shit <laughs> that's the truth, though, and here, and I feel like a lot of people can relate to that aspect of just, like, trying to find the truth, you know, you might be, but I feel like I'm hyper vigilant about everything, like, do you know Monte Booker is, by yes. any chance, mm -hmm. bro, I couldn't sleep, because his production technique blew me away, I, I was at my friend's house, I like, couldn't sleep, and so, yeah, I think it's great to be hyper vigilant for what you want in this life, because yeah. if you don't, like, who else is going to get it for you? It's your and life. I wanted to backpedal, I wanted to say something earlier, but it got, um, we're all animals, like, when you're talking about Azealia Banks, we're animals, so, all this, like, mental health stuff, and all this, I, I feel like a lot of it is boxed in by psychology yeah like i would say i border on like bipolar pretty like there i don't think my either 
lows or highs are as extreme, but I can't tell because I'm in my body. Yeah. Yes. But so, um, but I don't think it's that bad. Like I'm not, I don't really, I'm straight edge now. So like my manic episodes are just me trying to do the best. Like I'm always just trying to do my best, trying to be the healthiest I can be. Like I'm worried about my health, sleep, you know what I'm saying? Like eating healthy, I eat healthy mostly. So with that being said, like who, again, like this is the best phrase, like we're going back on this now. Only God can judge. Literally, only God can <laughs> only judge. Only God like, can judge. Boom. I was, I knew at some point we'd get back to that. Yeah. But when I was in high school, so I went to an all boys Catholic high school. Where? Catholic high. Okay. Where? I went to Baton Rouge. I was literally across the street. Exactly. <laughs> but uh, what the one thing that I do love about the school that they did do was that, so like for the first two years, yeah, they're gonna teach you about Catholicism. Right. Once you get to your junior year, the class was called Morality and Character. We didn't open one Bible. It was just teaching you the actual definitions of morality, the actual definitions of character. And they would take, because they would keep up the seven principles of Catholicism, right? And so I'll never forget him. It was Mr. Manning. He was one of my favorite teachers. He'd be like, okay, what do these things mean? And you would have people that come in with the church like, okay, well, this, is, this means the honor. And he's like... In life, what does this Aside mean? Aside from that shit, like. And then my senior, they give you the option of choosing. You can either choose to go deeper into Catholicism, or you can go to world religions, or you can go into another morality class. I chose world religions. And cool. then world religions, Buddhism. One of the things that I love about Buddhism, a lot of the uh, Eastern and Asian-centric religions, mm-hmm. their focus is mainly on the soul. On the self. It's yeah. on the soul and everything else like that, because it's okay, what is going to lead you to, one, furthering your soul, having, not necessarily happiness, because they also teach, like, happiness is another feeling. It's not a constant state, but it's yeah. a feeling. But it's what is going to lead you towards where you need to be, mm-hmm. right? And that was the one thing that I was, like, so in love with about it, because it was like, what? Because finding out, like, as a person that grew up, you know, Christian, that it's like, okay, cool, there's one God. Finding out that like Buddha is not even their god, that is just a figure within the religion. (laughs) (laughs) Right, like that's not even the person that is like, okay, they're praying to No, it's just that was one of the figures. It's praying to like the universe. Yeah. Yeah. Like um at my temple, the temple I used to go to, you know, there's a lot of prayer, but nobody's praying to an exact figure. It's just like to put it out there. Yeah, yeah, you just have to put it out there, man. Like even with like prayer and cool. Christianity. Oh, even with prayer and like Christianity, like there are certain parts of like Christianity that I can resonate with. Like I don't know, certain like certain gospel songs, I hear them and I can literally hear God in the song. Like you can resonate with it. That could just be behind the passion that the artist put into it, but you can like feel it. But with prayer, like I was never. I kind of denounced Christianity when I was 13. I journal. I keep journals. Like, I have so many. Yeah, I have so many fucking journals. Like, and I remember I was going through a storage unit my mom had, and I found a journal from when I was, like, 12 or 13. I literally was like, I don't understand. I, I was like, I don't really understand Christianity and what it is and what it means. And I just was like, it feels self. Like, it doesn't feel like it would be fulfilling to me. Like, it just doesn't seem like it would do anything for me because the whole point is to worship someone else but I'm like what about me like that was the whole thing I'm like what about me you're telling me pray pray for peace pray for this but how can I provide those things for myself like 
And that was the thing that was just missing to me. And I remember I going to my mom and I was like, mom, I think I'm agnostic. Like, I was like, I don't really resonate with any religion. Like, I don't really want to, like, I don't like going to church. I don't like this. I don't like that. And she was like, you know, Kendall, she was like, that's fine. Like, she was like, when I was your age, I went through the same conundrum of like trying to figure out is this for me is it not for me she was like some people come back to god some people she was like some people come back to god sometimes god sends them on different paths like and she was like once she realized that god is more than any title that has been placed on them like and that was just kind of freeing to me because it made me just be like yeah this shit is fucked and i also had an issue with the fact that wow. my biggest thing is like i don't like shit that doesn't make sense and <laughs> i love to point out shit that doesn't make sense and the biggest thing for me was in the Bible, they'll tell you, especially in like, bruh, I've heard this so many times going to church. God is a jealous God. I heard that all the time. Like, God doesn't like when you have idols. God doesn't like when you idolize th this person or that person or this person or that person. But envy is a sin. And that used to confuse me because I'm like, how is God a jealous God? But envy is a sin i'm not supposed to be envious of anyone else but you're telling me the person that told me this is a problem is also envious of the other idols or whatever the case may be that didn't make any fucking sense to me and then it was also like a thing of like they'll preach in christianity free will is not like a thing like they'll preach that it's a thing but it's not because they'll be like god knows every decision you're going to make god knows this god knows that and it was to confuse me because i'm like if god knows every decision i'm going to make and knows if I'm going to go to heaven or hell. What's the point of people even living on this planet? And that sent me into a fucking spiral of like, what is, like, that's why I started to get that philosophy that like, life is meant to be lived. Like, it's not meant to be, you know, spent trying to work on the end goal. You're supposed to worry about death when you're dead. Like, if you're alive, your main goal is to focus on living and what you can do to create and cultivate the best life for yourself. And Christianity was just too focused on the end for me. Like, it was just all focused on what happens after I die, what happens after I die. But it doesn't talk about much about how to live now. Like, it'll be like practice godliness and this and the third. But it doesn't talk about how to get inner peace, how to maintain inner peace, how to discover truths about yourself how to get to truly know the person you are and stand in that and i feel like if i'm gonna follow anything it's gonna be something that's gonna help me find who i am in the midst so of the world what are you using now or the last years um it's been kind of a mix of both like of not both but of like a little bit of everything um I went through a phase of when I was like 14 or 15 of like studying religions and so I went through a phase of like looking up like Buddhism and what it meant and I guess now I've had to really form like just a personal relationship with whatever is there like whatever being higher power I don't know if there's anything there I could be the higher power like yeah. it's whatever it is I've learned to just like whatever it is I've just learned to just forge a relationship with myself because like I said I feel like God is within me so like as long as I, I don't know I guess it would sound crazy to be like I'm my own religion that was four times what did you say that I don't know I say that a lot <laughs> I say that a lot because I, I assume I don't know but I know way more than I think I do you got the answers I have the answers I just be trying to put them together man like but it's just now I think I believe in a higher power. 
I just like to reference it as the universe, whether it's just energies like, I believe there's something working in my favor that something could be me. Like, yeah. it's just, all I can do is stay true to myself. <laughs> That's just the religion I am now. Like, just staying true to myself and doing what I can to figure myself out and just grace. Like, grace is the biggest, the biggest asset in my life right now is just just being graceful with myself and allowing myself to have my ups and downs, my lefts and my rights. You know, you win some, you lose some, but you have to have grace and be patient with yourself that you're going to get through it, you're going to master it, you're going to just move past it. Life keeps going, like, and just the, just life in general, the fact that life keeps going is enough, is enough for me to be confident in the grace that I have. Because life don't stop when shit gets fucked up, so I don't have to stop either. Like, yeah. Life keeps going, so I can keep going. And the fact that life gives you the freedom to... You had this day, you had a fucked up day, you woke up tomorrow, you can change that day for yourself. Life provides you the opportunity for that. And there's God in that. Like, God, you know, they talk about repentance and forgiveness. Waking up the next day is repentance and forgiveness enough for me. Like, I'm not bound by what I did yesterday or what I'm doing tomorrow. All I can do is try to make right now the best moment that I can and that has been the thing that has been getting me through tough fucking times like yeah. just remembering that shit is okay even yeah. if it's fucked up shit is okay things go on I have the ability to change my life change myself change adapt this is it may seem random but it's gonna connect how do you feel about meditation meditation um I had to do it today in the shower um Lately, I've just been feeling kind of, like, I have my biggest high, so I guess, like, I'm feeling some of the lows from it, and just, like, around, you know, and, like, some of March, like, half of March has been kind of, like, difficult with my mood, because I think, like, uh, again, I say I was, like, born on, like, bipolar, so I think I'm on my, like, low now, mm-hmm. you feel me, so today in the shower, I had to do, like, a mantra, I had to, like, stop all my thoughts in the shower, just like me in the shower so i find myself crowning myself i can but i can't i haven't meditated in a while because i'm such a busy body like yes, social media be like so in my way boom this is why i exit we all agree that like when you listen to gospel music you can feel it so yeah so with western society when they adapted meditation because at first they was like what the fuck is this once they adapted, they only adapted that form of, okay, I'll be quiet and woosa, right? They didn't even tell you about the minds and everything else like that. Yeah. But meditation has different forms, and each society has their form of meditation. Mm-hmm. And specifically to African spirituality and most spiritual, you know, indigenous people, like if you look at the Polynesians, if you ever watch the Hakka, you know how, like, I don't know what y'all when I watch those it, it's it hits very, my yeah, spirit. That should make you tear the up. Thing like is, what's that? For uh, it's like a cultural change. Yeah, it seems like the New Zealand uh either like in New Zealand they're like the Samoan people and they're like hitting their thighs and they're just chanting all the They do it like for like celebrations, funerals, like So one thing that I learned in like looking up meditation and everything else like that. For a lot of those societies, for indigenous people, or African American people, and not African, but African people, and everything else, and African Americans, the reason why, especially in the African American church, that gospel music is so big is because within Africa, their form of meditation was music. Right. So rhythmic shit, like right. Yeah. So when you hear that music, that's why it hits so much because 
they're not like like we're not taught like okay cool center your mind and everything else like that from our ancestors they knew within the music the spirit within it and everything else like that once i let the music out you know the joyful noise that they talk yeah. about in church that was them meditating so when you hear those tracks and everything else like that and you'll see the emotions coming out and everything that's their form of meditation but the thing mm -hmm. is they don't know they don't know and it's like that's why that music is so intense and it resonates and then all of that becomes connected because you know like how you said like most of the artists from back then they started within the church so that's why when you listen to like old r&b or you listen to that old rock and roll and everything else like that when it still has that church elements because that's still their form of meditation right. and they're der 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 derived yeah derived from that so within even listening to that music a lot of people don't even know that is your meditation so that car ride where you going yeah. to work for 20 minutes and you bumping those songs that, that hit your spirit that's meditation yeah, like what i i put on a, this guy like um his name is thomas whitfield i listen to like a lot of and like i i find soul and i love soul music and i love funk and like rb and then when you listen to gospel it's just like good gospel i'm not just oh, like, yeah. anything like it's like sampleable music but I it's hate so common i hate the hilltop ass shit right now that like <laughs> the, the the gospel music in the mega churches that they're making right now where you see like eight people on stage oh. and all, i hate that shit so yeah. much but the musicians are so good because they you can feel it you know you can just feel the artfulness oh yeah and i love the philosophies behind different genres of music so i like punk a lot because punk just doesn't care about convention yeah i love jazz because that's complete study but I don't, I mean, academia jazz is horrible. That's a whole nother conversation. <laughs> like, I, was, I was exposed to it and it like, killed my love for playing guitar for years, actually. Because they wanted to like box me in. Because I'm really a rock player, right? Because I grew up on that. I love rock because it's, it can take beauty and it can take like this color red and mix them. And like, yeah, there's distortion, but there's a great song under it all. Yeah. I love trap and rap um we can talk about the new era i'm like a lot of my ears are young so i listen to like a lot of the young guys now like i like cardi a lot for the idea of like being a rock star when yeah. everyone wants you to be like cool and swaggy like he doesn't care he doesn't he's, like, a, he's fuck. a fucking rock star yeah he's, like, he thrives in that Uzi vert too yeah like but there's there's depth in all of this and that's what i wish people this something else I talk about lack as a musician or a creator. Whatever you lack, you'll make up for if you just accept yourself and keep going. Yeah. Like, like, you know, like punk rock. Like they didn't know shit. They, didn't they know were play rock. I'm talking about barely had instruments. Everything else, they just had something to fucking say. Leather that jackets. Yeah. <laughs> they put more time into the leather jacket than they did. <laughs> <laughs> you get what I'm saying? But it came together so nicely, yeah, and it's culture. really a piece of work. Well, yeah. they probably had one mic in a room. With tape and they're like, all right, we got like, two chances to get this. I right. got something <laughs> to fucking say. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's like lack and less is more. Even in your practice, like whatever you don't have, you can. That's why I have a cap on how good I want to get on guitar. You know who like Funkadelic is? Like, um, there's a guy Eddie Hazel, and like he plays. He's, he has a solo called Magnet Brain. That's as good as I want to get. I want to sound loose. I, when I play guitar, I want to sound a little off. Sure, I practice a lot, but I want to sound a little sloppy because that's so, like, 
human, I don't want to be able to play the most complex things on the guitar. Yeah. Even though people think I can, like I play and I blow people's minds, but at the end of the day, like There's I'm trying to get to my practice. I don't want to be the best guitar player. Yeah. I play, I play for my soul. I yeah. play for like the the individuality of it. And people like the jazz culture. I locked in with jazz musicians for years. Shit kind of killed me because it was so like this sharp nine chord is like you need to flat the nine here and like I get that like that's cool but and and I will even get that way sometimes when I'm composing or producing the same thing now but it's like there's there's ethos like everything is an ethos like that those flowers on the wall those say something that's what we're talking about how products like this Mac is the ethos of Steve yeah you know what I'm saying or like this microphone is for all the engineers and the people who created it and yeah. that's music too and that's life that's my hair I'm trying to communicate something with my hair you yeah. are too you are too your, yeah. your sweater your, your necklace, my necklace your yeah. choker everything says something and when you can tap into that i think that's when you make life more interesting mm -hmm. and just more of a oh i'm thinking for myself because things mean things yeah. i don't just wake up and do this because it makes sense for society to do this because Maybe a, a, a butterfly effect. You start to realize the butterfly effect on yeah. things. Yeah. What you just said, I've been struggling with for so long because I I legit stopped playing piano for a while because I taught myself how to play piano. Then when I went to school, they were like telling me all these things of like, okay, cool, like music theory and everything else like that. And it bothered me because then I got to compare myself to these like classically trained people mm -hmm. and. I went like a good two years when I was making music where I didn't play the piano and it literally took a time recently because I, I do live sound for uh, engine, like that's what I do for work, I do live sound engineering. So I went, I got this church gig and I walked in and I see these musicians and I'm like damn bro, like they, they really got, they told go to the fourth, go to the fifth and everything else like that and I'm like oh man and then my, one of the, the worship leaders, he was just like hey get on the organ. And I was like, uh, why? And he was like, get on the organ. And I was like, I haven't practiced. And he was like, bro, let's get on the organ. So oh, he gets man. there and he's like, hey, play a B major and da-da-da-da. And I was like, ah. And he was like, bro, just play. And so I stopped and I just got to playing. And then once I got to playing and everything else like that, I was like, oh, fuck. I can, I can still do this. Like, <laughs> I, can, I can still do it. And he was, and everyone just joins in and everything else like that. And he was like, why didn't you play? And I was like, I was so hard on myself for so long. Yeah. What's that? Oh. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Alright, for sure. Hello? But um, that's the thing about. Can we keep going? Yeah. Okay. That's I love. I'm gonna say I love how lengthy the conversation is. Me like, too. I wanted that. Yeah. Because I, I saw some of your podcasts. They're like 20 minutes. Yeah. Some of them were short. Cause I I can I talk forever, yeah. yeah. So I'm like I try to keep them relatively short, cause I know sometimes people don't have like very long attention spans. But me, I just talk and talk and talk. And yeah. talk. So like that's the thing about being a, a musician. It's just like you can people can box you and people can try to strike fear into you. There's so much fear while you're in music. Mm -hmm. There's you need to know these a thousand things to do this. Well, the artists I date now. She just click, 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 she'll make a beat and she'll make a song in 10 minutes and that's the whole world. And um, I come from a place of that, I equally believe in that, but I equally believe that you need to like have a philosophy. Like in fashion, there's a design philosophy behind yeah. every piece. They like 
they really think about what they're, if they're good designers, they're going to have like a philosophy and then they're going to design, like Virgil Abloh had that, he had a design philosophy, mm -hmm. purist means tourist, which is like the, anyone who likes clothes can enjoy the most pure art. So that's where I am with art too, like I want to create stuff that someone with like a whole degree and like PhD, who hasn't made one song because they've just been studying music, versus maybe like the kid who just bought a mic yesterday and wants to rap over 808s. <laughs> it's like I want people to enjoy both sides of my music mm -hmm. on for that level and that's what I portray. Um, I think it's just important to create uninhibited and tap in. That's why I'm just so passionate. Like, if I'm to believe that I'm to make music, then I'm to believe that I'm a completely original human. Because yeah. we are. They say there's nothing new under the sun. Yes, there is, because no one has the same brain yeah. and no one else can communicate the same idea twice. Yeah. Even the same person can't communicate the same idea twice in the same way. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, unless it's a video and they play on loop <laughs> and it's on TikTok. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But there's like so much. Okay, if I'm to believe that, then I'm to be able to express myself about my art in any way I want. Any way you want to. Without like killing someone. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, people do put a lot of constraints on art and what art is and what art is supposed to be, but it's like the whole point of art is that it's art. Like, it's not meant to to fit any constraints it's pure expression and like you said like people like you can't they're not going to communicate the same idea twice so i feel mm -hmm. like what what's the point of having all these like you know qualifications and things like that when it's just it's about creating and you create from nothing like you have you start with a, a, a inkling of something and you build off of it and it's just to me it just doesn't like even with joe like um joe he makes music and he'll be like, Kim, get in the studio. I'm like, well, I don't want to do that shit. And I'll like write something. I'll be like, okay, well, I want to tweak it like this or tweak it like that. And he'll be like, just do it. Like, just do it. Because the rawness and the authenticity of you just doing it is going to, you're going to get your message across. Like, you're going to get it across by just doing whatever you have the intention to do. You, by you tweaking it and tailoring it, you lose the, the, I guess the soul in it because it goes from something that's like meant to be felt to something that's meant to be intellectualized and yeah. that's where like I've noticed in music sometimes it can get lost because mm -hmm. people will just try to intellectualize something instead of feeling it understanding it really working through it yeah it can it's just I don't know the mind is a good thing but also when people infringe upon it it can just everything's not meant to be Overinterpreted. Yeah, like it's some yeah. things are just meant to be what they are, and that's just what you take it as. It's face value, like, and it will definitely speak for itself if you give it the platform and the ability to. Yeah. Mm. That's why I feel like I never got into making music. Like, I have this, <laughs> me and Joe <laughs> will get drunk and we'll, he'll make a beat and we'll get in here and make ratchet raps. That's what we do. Like, we'll just Bye. make ratchet ass music for. For fun, just because. Like, Joe makes R&B music. Like, his, the music really? that he puts out, yeah, he makes R&B music. I um, would love to hear it. Yeah, he'll play some for you, for sure. Um, um, he makes R&B music, but he explores every genre. He explores everything, anything. He has house music. He has, like, I don't know, I love that fucking guy. Like, yeah, I, I love Joe. He's one of the most inspirational people I've ever met in my life, because... He encourages authenticity out of me. Like, yeah. he's been one of the few people in my life that have just been like, Ken, 
you can just be yourself and that is more than enough totally. for anybody. And I'm like, wow, he's right. Like, he's right. And I can be very critical of myself. And to the point where it'd be like, bro, give it a fucking break. Like, I'll have to tell myself, like, you need to fucking relax because you are just a person. You are not bound by any ideas of, like, what people should think about you or how they should feel about you. I'm not bound by any of that. I'm just, the world is a canvas and I have the paintbrush. Are you, I feel like you're so smart that you feel like you're a thousand ideas and maybe sometimes you can't choose which one to, like, yeah. embody maybe that day of, like, what, what part of yourself to express yeah i have that issue a lot actually because especially in terms of like i come off as indecisive sometimes but it's because i try to i try to tailor my decisions to every part of myself to try to satisfy every part of myself and it can be kind of hard sometimes because there are parts of myself that are very conflicting and i can't make decisions for all those parts of myself and i will drive myself fucking crazy trying to and it's like (laughs) yeah it can just be very, I don't know, I can be so smart sometimes I'm stupid, like, okay. to the point where I'll just, don't agree too much. <laughs> I was agreeing for myself, now. I, look, this ain't, we know how you feel That's about That's why I think boxes, people say, like, don't box yourself in, but, like, what if you're so creative and you can do so many things that maybe you need a box? So, like, creatively, like, I am on a certain wave and I don't want to change from it because I know like if I if I don't put myself in a box I'll just make like a bunch of trap beats so like I'll make some like mid shit you know but if I stay true to like that box like who that person is for a while and tap into that form of creativity then I'll be good like I'm focused on like having live instruments on every track right now very like using so I have splice I see it on your computer every producer has it and it's a big point of topic for a lot of producers on like how much can we use splice and how much can we not use splice oh, motherfuckers hate splice, splice they hate love it. like Pinterest mm-hmm. if you're a photo editor mm-hmm. kind of it's like it's all samples mm-hmm. and you can literally drag a bunch of samples and make a beat in like probably 30 seconds at this point <laughs> but like and it'll sound great too. This I'm not playing. You just put the key, the BPM. You just time stretch it. Hit option key. I know you know this. Yeah. Um, you you put a little compression or whatever on it. They ain't even gonna know a sample unless yeah. they're a producer. But like, I get nowhere with like love, with like self love. Mm-hmm. I actually will like feel sort of like self hatred for like mm. using loops because I put ten years into playing instruments. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's been long breaks where I've only been producing, but like, I really, I now I like to use a a point of like samples and loops and instruments. But then an earlier practice had to come from t- being able to tweak my samples. Mm-hmm. So now I have to chop every sample. I can't just let samples play um, because I have to do a service to myself to use everything I've learned. Mm-hmm. Cause I like I really studied Jay Dilla for like a long time. Studied Kanye West sampling techniques. Like I actually studied. Like I'm a very like learner. I'm a big learner. That's what I love. So if I just like disregard, so I have to put myself in that box to be able to like create what is real to my reality. Mm-hmm. And um, that's a lot of artists have their one thing that will that makes them hold onto a process. Mm-hmm. So that's why you see so many artists hold on to 
I'm still writing the lyrics, and us as producers are like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> the beat is ready. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Why does that thing think Oh, because this, I think. But I'll just hold it here. But the beat is ready, and just like, I hold on, my practice of holding on is having to force myself to be great, do mm -hmm. my best, and just like, yeah. As long as you're always doing your best, you're always going to show up. Like, right. That's all you can do is just trust that you're doing your best and push forward with that. Like, this is I've had, this is such a good conversation. Like, I'm just thinking in hindsight, like, this I, is so fun. Just off of me walking back in, I thoroughly enjoy that you say that the box that you put yourself in is just me being my best. Yeah. Because the person who does, well, like, I've put boxes on myself not as, okay, just be creative. It's boxes of, like, well... You know this, you need to do this, that, and that. Well, this is this type of thing. But like, okay, people see you as this type of artist, you need to do that. And I put myself in a box like that so much mm -hmm. that I feel myself, like I like to say all the time, like, I feel myself overproducing. Where it's like, okay, you're doing things that fits this box. So it's like, hey, bro, like, stop. And the thing mm -hmm. that I like to do is, I like to go back and listen to my old music because I think Tyler Creator had like, some tweets about it. And he said, he was like, I miss when I first started producing and I ain't no shit and everything yeah. was a great idea. <laughs> and sometimes I have to go listen to my old shit and I'm like, that motherfucker didn't know shit mm -hmm. and was fearless. Like, okay, cool. I don't have a drum set. Bet. I'm, instead of me going to get a sample, I'm going to work this mini computer with these stock plugins. All this shit. The counter melody isn't exactly tuned in, but it sounds great. Cool. Yeah. And it's like, now it's like, oh, okay, this shit's not in the circle of this. This shit's not. And it's like, bro, as long as it's like, good bro just do it and i be having yeah. to tell myself that shit so much so i appreciate the fact that you like hey the only box that you like hey just do your best yeah well show up every day for what makes your soul feel free because yeah. we can drag spice loops to to death but is that the thing in production or audio or songwriting that's going to make you feel free right if this is all your voice no it's got to be like you got to put yourself in the music in the beat you know, maybe that's why we won't quantize these drums. Maybe that's why the producers will get into arguments with, like, I don't want to. Oh, yeah, here's the thing y'all probably are noticing. I'm a fucking nerd. <laughs> I don't know if you can tell. My social media doesn't show that, but I'm just a fucking nerd. I'm like, how my, how my life is just me, like, fucking sorting through it. I'll be on Reddit. <laughs> like, that for And, like... It's Reddit hard. is one of the craziest like social media platforms because it is just a platform full of people that do deep dives into every fucking thing, like every fucking thing. And sometimes it's dumb shit. Sometimes it's informative. That's the thing, bro. I have a friend. My I have a friend, Bryce. He loves weed. Like he wants to like grow weed. He studies it though. Like not just he's not just a stoner. Like he actually studies it. Totally. He fine. is in the craziest Reddit forums for weed and just growing and. Like, he's in a backwood forum, like, all types of stuff. I'm like, wow, there's really people that have very niche interests. And you can, like, people are committed to things just as much as you are all across the world. Like, it's just so crazy to me that they have platforms for that. One of my biggest hobbies is the Myers-Briggs personality type. So I will be on there for hours just reading about, like, like, I'm damn near expert on that shit. Mm -hmm. I can, like, psychoanalyze someone in a second. <laughs> If they tell me their type. Like, I was looking at your type this morning. Or, not, last <laughs> night at 5 in the morning. Like, actually learning about INFJs more. Yeah. So, like, 
I'm starting to like, it's, it's actually like very true when you get into like the struggles and like what people are weakest in, but that's beside the point. Like it's so important to care about your craft yeah. and like what you do. Studying fashion and fashion designers and, that, and style was so parallel to music and even more parallel to music than music itself. Cause people get lost in the expression, but fashion needs to sell. Yeah. So when these designers go to make clothes, they have to have their artists at the same time. So they have to have a whole story behind the clothes and have the clothes speak. So as a producer, I have to be able to make a story without my vocals. Mm -hmm. And then I always just let the vocalists do what they want, right? And I'm much more in working with freestyle vocalists who can do stuff in like two takes yeah. because it makes my life easier. <laughs> I'm being honest. But, <laughs> but like again, like it's that focus of just like loving. I was just watching this video of like that. It was this beat breakdown videos. It wasn't a beat breakdown. It was a producer. So it had the alchemist, Kenny Beats. Shout out Kenny Beats. Oh, more than school amazing. taught me. Is, you watch his Twitch streams? I watch Twitch streams, The Cave, all of that. The Twitch streams are iconic. I swear to God, there's like a whole community out there, and it's just like... He done built a hella community on this fucking uh, Twitch stream. Yeah, like it's, 100k it was, people now Like in the he, Discord. So he does this thing where, like, I don't, I don't know if he still do it, because when I was watching, he said, like, the beat battles, and, like, he was just playing people's beats. Mm -hmm. And instead of it just being, like, some streamers where they'll be like, oh, pay this feed, or that, yeah. he would play the beat and analyze the beat. You gotta totally. remember this motherfucker is Grammy winning, yeah. and like, and it wasn't like he'll be like, "Oh, this shit trash." He'll be like, "Okay, cool. Well, if you do this at all, he'll be like, if he's amazed by it, he'll be like, oh yeah, and really go in depth of it. Mm -hmm. And if you a producer, bro, like you understand this when when you make a beat or like say you do it for a song, and then somebody actually that's within music, they might not be a producer, but they understand music. And they really go in like, oh yeah, bro. When you uh put this in right there, like, what made you do this? And I'm like, oh, did you do pan? And I'm like, and it's like, you kind of get giddy because you're like, oh fuck, like, yes, <laughs> I did. It's it's yeah. That's why we get so stoked on just music because there's so many aspects to it. Like to like, that's the thing people don't understand about like creative people, artists. Like they really to be good, you have to be a master of your craft. Like nobody just wakes up like good or great like for being a singer even like people can sing but people can people that can really sing have to have to study like four-part harmonies yeah. like listening to everything from like SWV to like Aretha you know what I'm saying like that's a lot to span yeah you know like and it's natural for an artist to do that it's natural for an artist to want to sit down for eight to ten hours and three days, four days, even a day. Like there were times when I was going up where I played nine hours a day on instruments and stuff like that with my friends. You know, that was only natural. So it's like there's so much that goes into making things look easy. And then one day you'll make something great and it'll be so easy. Like Prince was known. Prince is the most talented person I think that has existed in the last 100 years. I am, I am so glad. Because <laughs> you can play every instrument at a protege level. And I aim to be something like Prince. I'm not even the biggest fan of his music. I much prefer like Stevie Wonder, who I've put on the same lane. Mm -hmm. Because I'm much more into analog 70s, mm -hmm. drum recordings, tape machines. That's like my favorite sound. I think... Okay, I was about to nerd out more. But Do like, it. It's okay. I think kick drums are way too loud everywhere I go. <laughs> in the car. 
you know, and I, I, I'm just like, I'm nutting every time a drum tone. Like, I'm really into drums, how drums sounds. I actually build a lot of my beats now with the drums. And I'd be in the, produ in the studio with my producer friends. I'm like, let's lay down the drums first. They're like, what? <laughs> and I'm like, the drums are everything. The drum's going to add feeling. The drum is going to start the bass line. And then what's the bass line going to start? The keyboards. And then the keyboards, you put the melody. <laughs> and then the song is up because you put that, the drums give it that, like, yeah. That any genre of it, even if it's like some slow waltz shit, yeah. that fucking tch, 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 that right there sets the whole tone. Yeah, up. gospel drumming too, like even that to like rock drumming to like uh, you know like you even think of a song like Redbone. Redbone has the simplest drum beat. Yeah. I think it's actually Don Glover who played the drums on that song. He yeah. did. Um, it's so simple. Mm -hmm. It's so simple, but like it leads you to like this sexual experience of the song. And then I'm dating this girl, and she's so blown away by how much of like a musical historian, like encyclopedia, I am. But as a producer, you have to study, and like then you create your own field of study. Like with this album I'm making, it's clip this part. With this album, yeah. Neo yeah. Soul 500 is making. It's based off futuristic color palettes mm -hmm. and like Akira. It's based off like I love R and B, but no R and B sound was like what they would listen to while beating people up on the bikes <laughs> in Akira. So I wanted to make that. Mm -hmm. I love Cowboy Bebop. That, that's like mm -hmm. one of my biggest <laughs> life enjoyments. Is I don't never get to escape reality, but when I watch that show, I watch Spike, and I feel so understood as a man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Even though he's doing crazy shit, but again, I'm Asian, so I need like, I have to create my own representation because there's not many who act like me and seem like me. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So like, that's my that's my vision of this music is to create something new and innovative because all the artists that I've loved have been innovative and my partner makes music for fun. Mm -hmm. They just want to make catchy music that is fun, which I think is incredible because mm -hmm. not everything needs to be heady. Like, yes. I love like Duop Kane and BK the Ruler and yeah. and then I'll listen to like fucking Corey Henry. You know, you know Corey Henry, the organist? You know, like I'll listen to some organ shredding shit. So it's like Yeah. Oh, it just had to like do this. Yeah. I just probably switched over. But yeah, like it's endless. As you can tell. Like I can keep going and going now, and going. And what you say about based off of color patterns. Yeah. So for a long time, I was a very introverted person who grew up in a house where everyone else yelled and I was kind of put in a position where I had to listen. So mm -hmm. what made me go learn how to play piano and get into production is because I was in choir, like I was classically trained in singing. Right. So I did that from when I was two years old to when I was 14. And for the longest, only time like my family or anybody listened to me was with my son. So music became my form of communication and when I learned how to produce, I started learning how like especially that's why I got drawn to keys, was that feeling like I could talk through them bitches. Where it's like, okay, cool, like how can I get this feeling that at the moment I was not able to put into words where it's like, okay, let me put it into this. And then once I started doing that, when people started asking me about production and shit like that, one of the things I couldn't really tell them is like, I would go off of colors. Like, I would know, like, okay, cool, like, in my head, let's just use something simple, right? That, say like teal. Teal would be in my head. 
right? And to me, every sound, every instrument has a color. So until it either matched it or complement that color within my head, yeah. that's how I'm constructed. Yeah. So like even with like when I put out albums, whatever the color of the album is, mm -hmm. that was the color of the that I saw. Mm -hmm. So the album cover, if it's like purple, purple was in my head. Wasn't your last so, album cover like purple? Yes. Blue? So when I would that was the color that would be in my head, and I would be like, okay, cool. Sometimes I would even just close my eyes from playing, right? And if I couldn't see it then. I'd be like, okay, it's not matching. Yeah. And it's like, you're the first person I ever heard that was talking about color patterns. And I was like, oh, fuck, I'm not crazy. I'm not <laughs> fucking crazy. I used the whole record off it, too. So it's off the movie scenes and certain, like, levels of saturation, mm -hmm. too. Like, like, how saturated can this music get in a way? You know, and that's also part of the color palette. You know, like, how much trouble, I guess, the mixing, the mastering. That process has been held lately too. Um, my friends are mixing the project and we've been clashing. You know, shout out to everyone making music with a collaborator because that shit hard. You go through <laughs> a brotherhood, a brother like experience. And Sam, who I make music with, my dad's known his parents since he was fifteen. Mm -hmm. I was in there. So all the again musicians, they we go, we we like really have to. We knit a world, like a spider web of like people and things and ideas and it's it's magical in the end. I guess we'll leave it at that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. This was great. Now I do have to ask you the question to end this off. Except he don't smoke, so we're gonna ask the other one. Top five songs of all time. Fuck. Okay, what's going on, Marvin Gay? Um Voodoo Child by Jimi Hendrix. Gotta yeah, put yeah. that song. <laughs> um Fuck, um, Someday We'll All Be Free by Donny Hathaway. Take that from me, Someday <laughs> We'll All Be Free. Um, nothing Even Matters by yeah. Lauryn Hill with yeah. D'Angelo. Yes. And then, um, shit. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Uh, Echoes by Pink Floyd. 23-minute track. <laughs> yeah, but the first 12 minutes and the live version. <laughs> yeah, that's my top five of all time. Yeah. Well, thank yeah. you for coming. I'm so happy to have you. Thank you. So I had like, a great like time. The, uh, social scene. Yeah, tell them, tell the people where they can find you at. Ethereal Jack with two Ks, Jack, and then Neo Soul 500. Soul is spelled like South Korea, like S E O U L. Neo Soul 500, and then. Um, the Spotify should be active soon. We should drop our album soon. Been working on it since I was born. Yeah, it's taken all these life experiences um, with Sam. Sam is genius and special, and everyone around me is so special. I want to shout out some of my friends. Yeah. Shout out Jared for being so driven to like not care about what anyone else is doing and focus on his path and be so influential at the same time and. Um, just brave enough to be you. You're very brave. Um, shout out to Matt and Liz from Yes We Can. We're amazing people doing amazing things. Shout out to all the young people wanting to start something freeing, fun, being cool. Like, let's get free. Um, I want to shout out Buku for um, being everything <laughs> under the sun. <laughs> My girl. I think we're gonna get a love soon, actually. Like, I think I'm about to get married type yeah. shit. Yeah. I hear the wedding bell. Uh, and um, 
shout out to my future kids because y'all are gonna be the shit. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I, th- I guess the yeah. universe said stop. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Jared, you talk about Jared Gustafson. Oh my God, I lived with him. <laughs> I lived. With Joe, him. you always know.